Welcome to the House of Strauss. Yeah, go for it. Stars hang with stars, winners hang with winners. Welcome to the House of Strauss. Oh my God, we are joined by preeminent, esteemed sports media critic Ryan Glassfiegel of the New York Post. We have a few meaty topics. Ryan's got a hard out, but I want to get into it. But first of all, how you doing, Ryan? I'm good. I'm good. We do have some good topics. We have an Ethan ratings conspiracy, and Ooh. I broke the news that Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless are breaking up. So those oh, are our two big ones. Um, mm-hmm. I think what we, maybe we start with the ratings because game one ratings as we're recording just dropped. Yeah, yeah. The ratings conspiracy that I, I have tried to mostly avoid because if you're going to be a hater... You at least want the absolute facts. You want absolute proof. And I've, of course, in recent years, perhaps staked out a position of saying that maybe some leagues, television viewership, uh, do not match the press releases, Ryan. Uh, That some of the happy talk parroted by media members don't actually match the math. So what has happened of late especially with the NBA, is that the numbers are ahead of expectations, I would say anyway. And I would also say curiously so. Um, I I think we all knew for longtime listeners of the podcast that something happened with how the ratings are scored. Uh, There is something called out of home, OOH, that was added post-pandemic after broadcasters, not just the leagues in sports, but broadcasters, They did not like the dramatic drop-off in viewership that happened in the pandemic. Something that, by the way, nobody foresaw. I think the assumption was everybody's going to be watching TV and numbers will be good. So they lobbied Nielsen. The advertisers lobbied in the opposite way. And ultimately, the broadcasters won. And so you and I are often wondering, okay, you know, are these numbers plumped up by every television that's not in a household we're talking about your hospitals we're talking about your airports you're talking about sports bars uh are are, are these plumping up the ratings and for the most part yes but also not markedly until i would say very recently ryan um you know in the winter time uh the nhl and the nba had their lowest rated all-star games And that's often correlated or correlative with viewership overall in the season or in the postseason. And suddenly, lo and behold, the NBA postseason starts posting numbers that are very much ahead of expectations. Uh, I think the the NHL did as well, but I'm not as familiar with the NHL. And other leagues are showing really great numbers. And it almost seems as though, Ryan, that and this is a very nerdy exposition. I apologize for the people who are not deep in the weeds. I'm just trying to make sure you know what we're talking about before we, we talk also about need to, it. We, let's, let's also just, for a one apples to apples comparison, the Boom, game yes. one of the NBA Finals ratings got released today, Monday morning, and they were about 11.6 million viewers. 
that was a blowout between the Nuggets and the Heat, two teams that if you watch ESPN, you know, do not have like a lot of national cachet. And that's so that's 11.6 million. And last year, game one, Warriors, Celtics, I think the Warriors are the biggest draw. The Celtics are one of the biggest draws in the East. I mean, we don't really have a comparison point with the Knicks who've not reached the finals in a long time, but um, I'd say after the Knicks, you might think Celtics are top in the East Um, that averaged 11.9 million. And so um, like, it it just doesn't, it doesn't make kind of, you know, intuitive sense that it it would be that small of a drop off. Yeah, that number to me was an ain't no fucking way. Like, there's no way. There's no way that Nuggets Heat um, would get basically the same viewership. And it was a blowout. Like, the, these games yeah. rate much better when they're close, um, which is yeah. just, like, not a surprise because, you know, the they're tabulated. It's not, like, tabulated on gross reach. It's tabulated on, like, average viewership throughout a broadcast. And so when games are close, more people flock in and the average goes up. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, another, I, I would add really quick, another apples to apples, not completely, but apples to apples, pretty much uh, heat Celtics had a game seven in the Eastern conference finals this time. And they also had a game seven in the Eastern conference finals last year. And last year it was 9.9 million this year on TNT, it was 12 million. And I think when we say these things, people will jump in with their theories and go, well, it's because of this or it's because of that. I think this number, Ryan, the apples to apples comparison, the number you mentioned, especially that's, that's effectively to me, that's the circumstantial proof that the out of home has been smoothed in um, and especially recently, because there's just no way that can happen. There's no well, way that can happen that Nuggets Heat is getting the same viewership as as Warriors Celtics. I do think that there have been like two different bumps in out of home, like since it got introduced. Um, yeah. Once the broadcasters complained that it was being undercounted, and I think this has been published, but I don't remember where. And so like Nielsen changed it. And then to your point of it happening again this winter, they um, adjusted the Super Bowl ratings up a couple months later. So uh, originally, the Super Bowl was tabulated as having like 113 million viewers, and then it jumped up to 115 million. And half of that distance, according to a story in Ad Age, was because they had like undercounted the out of home or whatever before. So it stands to reason that if they were like undercounting for like an event of that magnitude, they would like reevaluate their systems and, you know, start figuring out, okay, each person in an out of home is worth seven people instead of six or whatever. I'm making those numbers up off the top of my head. I have no idea how how they count You're making them up but this is the weird point about the age that we're in. You're making those numbers up, but so is everybody else. We're in a weird era right now where we don't have just this expectation that everybody's just got a television set at home. People watch through all these different means. There's no agreed upon real setup. And the thing I remember is that when we went from CBS to NBC for the Super Bowl, if I recall, um, the second one, whoever the second one was, I think it might have been CBS. 
they just proclaimed that they had a higher viewership number. And one of the reasons is that they were counting two people per stream versus the idiots over there at the other network who are counting one person per stream. And all the media people just, you know, all they do is say, yeah, that's the new number. That's the number. It's just kind of accepted. But it's all we're all just kind of kind of making it up right now. Yeah, I mean, yes and no. See, the thing is that's interesting is sports always had these out-of-home viewers. Like, it's always yeah. been an advantage for sports over scripted entertainment that people gather and watch them together either at friends' homes or in public places. And so for a long time, sports was kind of like beating this drum that this should be counted and they should get credit for it. And it didn't start to like Nielsen didn't really yield to that until cord cutting happened. And so we don't need to go through all this again, but.